You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome to the Mind of the Meanie, where we can peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Bernard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? It's beginning to look a lot like fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't believe I can't believe Christmas is almost here. Man. It's crazy. Fifteen days. Well, fourteen days the day you're listening to this, but the day we're recording. Yeah. fifteen days. Yeah. It was like uh, July yesterday. You know, <laughs> I remember clearly. I, remember sitting in my room as we were recording, sweating my ass off, and being like, "Boy, yeah. I can't wait for it to cool down a little bit." Now it's too fucking cold, and I don't like it. <laughs> no sir don't like it uh yeah doing good man doing good how are you sir me i'm good man i'm tired it's uh yeah. it's been a weekend it's uh it's daniel's birthday today so we're gonna give him a, a a quick shout out here this is a drizzling shit my favorite nine-year-old my favorite cussing nine-year-old uh yeah so we're having a little party for him later but yeah i'm good man life is uh life is good we're uh i'm, I'm here remotely from chester township new jersey i have the whole rig with me today because I Impressive. wanted to make, I wanted to make sure we gave all of our listeners the best quas. Yeah, if I could talk, that would be great too. The best yeah. possible quality audio that we can uh, is while you're listening to us. So we appreciate that. Uh, I'm surrounded by Penn State items, though, which is not really my thing. I know it's uh, my brother-in-law's <laughs> thing. Shout out to Mike for letting me use his office here, but uh, it's just everywhere. So uh, you'll re- we'll return to normal broadcasting next week, but. Uh, good to see you. Good to see the Pod Squad as well. We got a couple of uh, a couple friends joining us here in the Pod Squad. Don't forget patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Sign up today. Uh, tiers just starting at $10 a month. So I'm very excited. But what I'm very excited to talk to you about, sir, is next weekend on the 16th. Yes. Special someone's coming to town. <laughs> yeah, uh, Meanie Claws is coming to town uh, Saturday, uh, the 16th. At the old 2300 Arena uh, for icons of wrestling. Uh, and also for the Battleground Championship Show. Ba- ba- sorry, Battle Battleground. I can't, I can't talk either. Do <laughs> <clears throat> um, Battleground Championship Wrestling Show. Uh, Meanie Claus will be making a uh, special appearance at the convention mm-hmm. at the 2300 Arena. Uh, the convention starts at 10 a.m. Uh, the show starts at 7, mm. I believe. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, you know, it's it's meaning clause is something I've been doing, like starting to do, like a once you know, every Christmas come around, bust out this the Santa coat and the hat, and you know, uh, try to spread some uh, Christmas slash wrestling cheer. So uh, yeah, the, the the folks at Battleground and Icons uh, really liked how it went over last year, so uh, we're doing it again this year. So uh, that'd be like two icons in a row. I've have a theme between like Blue Dust the last show and then you know Meanie Claus this show, and uh, it'll be a good time. You know, awesome. uh, come say hello. I'll have my eight by tens. I have my BWO shirts. I got uh, the new Blue Meanie action figures that I just got in from um, Epic Toys. Ooh. So that'll be fun. Uh, you know, it's always fun to uh, 
have new uh, merch to debut, and I'm very fortunate that you know, you know the the folks at Epic Toys, and then uh, you know, and the folks at Figure Collections, <clears throat> uh, you know, were willing to make in, make that investment with me with the action figure. So, yeah, Mini Claus will be uh, out there next uh, set. Well, this coming Saturday at the uh, ye old ECW arena. <laughs> ye old. <laughs> beautiful downtown that's right philadelphia <laughs> scenic sound downtown south south philadelphia pick up your tickets right now at icons of wrestling.com go and see meanie bunch of really cool people i believe booker t is going to be there this year as well uh i know that yeah it's it's packed yeah. man and they, they uh they packed this lineup pretty good so it'll be good and i i like doing these things because they're like high school reunions mm-hmm. you know of sorts and uh, it'll just be good to see everybody. It'd be good to hang with the fans. We it's we've been doing this for a while now. And it's just like uh, it's almost like routine, you know. Just uh, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. You know, just to uh, hang out with the boys, hang out with the fans, and not worry about having to get body slammed or hit over the head with something. So it'll be it'll be a great time. Yeah. Uh, down there at the, like I said, the, I think Mrs. Meany coined that phrase, the old ECW arena. So <laughs> it'll be a good time. Yeah. But, uh, I do time is flying this time last week where, uh, Mrs. Meany and I were up in New York. We went to the uh, final kiss show, alleged, the alleged last kiss show. Quote unquote. Right. At the, um, at, not at ye old Madison square garden. <laughs> up in uh, New York and that was a that was a fucking blast too. Yeah. Um shout out to my boy Matt Robles and we went with my my buddy Matt. We went with Missy Hyatt, Medusa, her husband Alan, uh Dale Torborg, who is the uh the Kiss Demon in WCW. Oh cool. Uh we pre showed with uh Bully Ray and Dave LaGreca f- from uh, busted open, uh, just running into so many random people that I know is it was it's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we we went up early, made a day of it, and uh, just hung out and you know, it's uh, had a good time. Yeah. Just just to hang. <clears throat> the concert itself was was great. I was going to ask you how was the how was the show overall? Uh, the the show was was awesome. Uh, I hadn't seen Kiss in a while, so uh, you know, I'm not like the diehard. Like some some of the diehards are like upset with the final show. Mm. Uh, like, and I get it. You know, you know they they're uh, they're bummed out that you know you know they didn't bring out Ace or Peter or oh. you know Bruce Bruce Kulick or you know some of the other uh, past members that you know have been in the band. I get that. I understand that, you know, um, but from my perspective of I'm a kiss fan, but like, not like, you know, the diehard, you know, uh, kiss fan. So for me, the, the, the show was great. Uh, the, uh, the special effects, if you want to say that were great, mm. uh, they sounded great. Uh, and it was also on pay-per-view that night too. So that's cool. I have to go back and uh, check that out, see how that came out in pay-per-view. But overall, it was, it was a great time. Um, and then, uh, 
you know, it's so, it's so weird when you, you know, plan for things and they just come up and leave and you're like, okay, uh, what's the next thing? But <laughs> yeah, we had been waiting, we've been waiting for that kiss show for a long time. So, and, um, the special part was it was, you know, Mrs. Meany's unfortunately first and last time seeing kiss. <laughs> uh, she had never seen kiss in person. And, uh, if this truly is the last time, uh, it was pretty cool to, to see them at Madison Square Garden, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they they supposedly retired. Yeah, you know, we've heard we've heard that before from a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like a, it's, like, it's like a wrestling retirement. Never, you know, you're like, okay, yeah. But once you get home and you you know you realize, oh, I missed the road. Uh, let me go back on the road, but um. I think the key is that Kiss called this tour the end of the road tour, mm. which doesn't mean the end of a playing tour. Right. I think they, that's purposeful. That's probably a purposeful distinction that they did it that way. Yeah. So that doesn't mean they can't do a residency in, uh, in uh, you know, Vegas or right. go overseas or you do a one-off festival or something like that. So we'll see what we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what happens you know money talks and but then again you also i also got to look at it and, you know, so you know paul and gene are are getting up there during their 70s you know yeah. so maybe it truly is you know the end of the the road for them so uh we'll see <laughs> as, time, as anything well you know time will tell yeah, I sent you over some pictures from my, my buddy Matt Bishop who photographed the show up there uh, at the Garden. And um, oh. just incredible. I mean, the the just the, like, I don't know if I necessarily follow Kiss as closely as I, as I used to. Like, I used to really enjoy their music, but their live shows always look like spectacular performances. You know, I mean, just the lights and the court, like, just all the shit that they do is just, is incredible. So it's, uh, yeah. I'm sure it looked, I'm sure it was a good time, but um what else is going on in the world of the meeting? I feel like I haven't talked to you this week. I, like I said, I want to call it S out too as well. Your headphones look fucking fabulous, sir. Excellent. They are nice and blue too, by the way, which is, again, you can see us right now. <laughs> I don't know what you're waiting for. Patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. But uh, life is good, man. You got the Kelly Green on today as well. Looking yeah. sharp and fly. What else is going on, man? Uh, hoping uh, <clears throat> hoping the, uh, the Eagles... Uh... You know, as we record this on a Sunday morning at 9.42 on December 10th, uh, you know, Eagles are licking their wounds after a uh, a beatdown from the San Francisco 49ers, which... Yeah, that was rough. You no, know, it was rough, but you're like, you look at it, you go, man, that was a bad loss. Yeah. But then you also go, oh, it's their second loss of the year. They're, uh, oh, geez, they're only 10 and 2. You know? Oh shucks! Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know, things are tightening up. You know, you want the Eagles to do good. Yeah, in general, you don't want them to uh, ever lose. But uh, you know, the playoffs are coming up soon, and uh, you know, you're jockeying for, for a position, as they say. So, yeah, uh, I'm wearing my Kelly greens today, uh, tonight. The Eagles played the Dallas Cowboys, as uh, always. As a, a reminder: fuck the Cowboys forever and ever right. until the end of time. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, they're, you know, fuck the Cowboys. And they're playing in Dallas. And, uh, you know, the Eagles haven't won in Dallas in forever. They haven't, 
swept Dallas in 11 years. You know, they haven't won both. You know, for those unfamiliar with football, you know, American football, those out of, out of uh, country, you know, uh, the Eagles are in the NFC East with the Cowboys, which I don't understand how the Cowboys are in the East when they're, they're in the middle of the fucking country. You know, I'm glad you said that because it's always confused me. Like, why are they in the NFC East? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> make no sense whatsoever. Make no sense whatsoever. But uh, you know, when you're in the same uh division, you you play uh the people in your division twice a year, once at home, once on the road. Right. And uh you know, the Eagles won the home game in Philadelphia. So now they have to go down down to Dallas and play in Dallas, which mm. should be interesting. Um but uh, yeah, they, they 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 could use this win uh, just for you know because right now if the playoffs started today, the Philadelphia Eagles would be the number one seed, which means they would have a, a first round bye, and all, every game has to come through Philadelphia, right? Which is ideal, so they don't have to travel. But um, you know, you know, Forty Niners are right behind them. Uh, well, the Cowboys are right behind the Eagles for the East, and then the you know for uh, positioning, 49ers are right behind the Eagles, you know, right. for that one seed. So we'll see what happens. Um, I guess the good thing is, um, you know, the Eagles play Dallas. Yeah, you know, that this whole stretch of games, the Eagles, everybody's dubbed the gauntlet for the Philadelphia Eagles, where uh. You know, they're playing a lot of tough teams. And it kind of started with Dallas when they, they played here. So mm-hmm. they played Dallas. They played Kansas City in Kansas City. They played Buffalo. Uh, they played the 49ers. Even that Miami game was was going to be tough. It wasn't, like, directly linked, you know, in that gauntlet. Right. But uh, we're coming towards the end of the gauntlet, which is going to be Dallas. And then they had to fly all the way out to Seattle and play Seattle. Oof. But after that, you know, they got they got uh the New York Giants twice, which I mean anybody give, any given Sunday, right? But like yeah. the, you know, Giants aren't playing well and they got, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, which Arizona's not playing that well either. So Right. Um uh, they you know, they can uh, get some buffering room. And then, you know, Dallas has to play Buffalo. And then they have to play Miami as well, I believe. So, uh, you know, those two teams could do the Eagles a favor because, you know, the Eagles could at least win the East. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, be the first, te- first team to, you know, win the NFC East two years in a row since the Eagles did it in 04, 05. Right. So it'll be interesting. Uh, that's where my mind is with the uh, with sports and playoffs. and Meanie! Yes, sir. Or should I say mini claws? The season for a fresh cut is finally here with our sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with Manscaped and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using promo code Mind. Meanie for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you, sir. And Meanie, I want to talk to you, sir, about how Manscaped has helped keep your elves looking sharp this holiday season. 
Man Manscaped is knocking it out of the park again this holiday season. Uh, whether it's the Weed Whacker 2.0, trimming up my ear and nose hairs, or the uh, the Lawnmower 5.0, helping me uh, trim up my jingle balls, keeping them tight. I love it. And then what could be a better gift for your friends and family, Mini, than the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Starting with, of course, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This is the crown jewel of the holidays and, dare I say, the best ball trimmer of all time. This electric razor's advanced skin-safe technology is a lifesaver and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Uh, but fun doesn't stop there. Uh, d- does dad have nasty nose hairs? You can save the day with the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer. Is there boxer game week? You can take care of those chestnuts with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0, featuring their signature jewel pouch to keep you calm, cool, and collected. And also, too, there's nothing worse than somebody that's walking around with goat nails, pal. If their nails have seen better days, Manscaped has you covered with their brand new Shears 3.0 nail grooming kit. So go right now and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMINI at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping uh, with promo code MINDMINI at manscaped.com. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. And as always, we thank them for sponsoring the program. Well, let me, if you don't mind, let me jump in and ask you a question. Cause I'm I, just because of some people, maybe as they're listening to this, our folks overseas may not be too totally familiar with how the NFL works. Right. right. Based upon what, what I'm looking at right here with the numbers, it looks like the Eagles are in first place in the, in the league right now, based on their, on their score. Is that correct? Yeah. They have the best record in all of football right now. And so when you were saying about that, they were on the tail of, and maybe even on my end too, just because I have some confusion with the way that like statistics work in, in football, um, with the number one seed, like on the like in the NFC, how does that work? How do they determine who sits at the top of that list? Because it looks like, based upon the Eagles' information, their statistics, they're better than the 49ers by like a, a couple of numbers. So, how does that break down as far as how they place the number one seed? Well, you know, best record gets the number one seed in the playoffs, and then if it comes down to a tie, like say two teams are tied, then they have tiebreakers, you know, uh, did they play each other during the game? Who won, who won the game, you know, when they played during the thing, if they haven't played during, if they didn't, the, the two teams that are tied didn't, uh, play each other, then they, uh, go by, uh, common opponents that they mm. faced. Like, uh, you know, what, what's their, uh, you know, or what's the record within the conference? What's with the, you know, the record amongst common opponents, Right. Stuff like that. So, like, you know, if the, if the Eagles were uh, happening to tie with, you know, Dallas and they split, then they would have to go to uh, a tiebreaker. And, you know, they both played the 49ers and both got their asses whipped by the 49ers. So that's out the window. Right. Then you just have to figure out, you know, other common opponents, you know. You know, they both have to play. They both played the Commanders. They both played the Giants. Yeah, there's there's ways to figure it out. It gets a little messy. Well, I was going to say, uh, it seems like it's like I, I like. So if they played the 49ers, it's almost like, well, do they use who got their asses beat the least? You know, like how does how do yeah. they factor that all in? Yeah, it just uh, first it's like best record, and then it goes to you know tiebreakers or best record amongst you know common opponents. You know, you know, 
you know, did they all play the same people and stuff like that? And who beat who and stuff like that. Right. A little messy, but I get it. You know, it makes sense though. No, I just, I was curious because again, again, I know sometimes with the statistical information, I get lost and I'm like, okay, well, how do they figure this? And then, you know, cause you hear it, you're like, well, they have the best record in the league. How could they not be first seat? You know? So it's kind of making sure I understand. So that way I can also talk from a place of knowledge. So don't sound like a total fucking idiot all the time. So <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. Put your learning caps on today. Professor Meany's in the house. So uh, uh, somewhat. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm definitely not an expert, but uh, I, I pay attention to enough stuff that I can, you know, bullshit people pretty well. You know, just, <laughs> you know, uh, baffle them with bullshit. I love I it, just, man. Professor Meany's baffling of with bullshit. There we go. That's the name yeah. of the episode today. Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate you listening. Uh, I'm just teasing. Uh, yes. So it looks like um, Schlichter, Andy Schlichter, Pod Squad members here. And he said the old NFC South used to have the Falcons, the Saints, the 49ers, and the Rams. So we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, the San Francisco 49ers, and then wherever the yeah. hell the Rams played at at that time. Los Angeles, Las Vegas, yeah. wherever they're at. Um, or Saint, or where, what, where are they at now? Where I can't they, even remember. Yeah, they... We're Los Angeles, and then they went to St. Louis, That's and now it. they're back in Los Angeles. The, the Raiders used to be Los Angeles, then they went to Oakland. Oakland. Then I think they went to Los Angeles again, then they went back to Oakland, and now they're in Vegas. Right. So, so the yeah, fucking the 49ers were in the NFC South? Insane. It's weird, right? So Goodell basically gets shit-faced, right? He puts all the names of the teams on a dartboard, oh, and he's like, oh, oh NFC oh, South. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think this was before him, but still. Uh, <laughs> I'm just easy. I could see him though. I mean, well, I wouldn't put it past him though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he uh, Goodell's an interesting character. There, there, there was rumors that he wants to uh, ban the Eagles' uh, push or the the brotherly shove maneuver. Why? Which um, I think is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, there's people who are like, oh, that's a rugby play. Well, you know what? We have uh, somebody on the Eagles who used to play rugby, and he said it's not a rugby play. So uh, I'll take his word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, talk to the professional on this one, yeah. Again, for those not familiar with American football, the tush push is, or brotherly shove, is just a, a quarterback sneak where the line just, you know, the, the, the maneuver is called submarine where they go low and then they uh, just fucking just, you know, go low and uh, essentially push, right? They, they, yeah, yeah. The, it, the traditional QB sneak is where the you know the the offensive line goes low, and then you know they just dive down low, and then the quarterback just dives forward with them. Yeah, you know, Tom Brady mastered it that whole thing, and uh, the the Bradley shove slash QB sneak uh, slash tush push was a staple. Of the uh, the Patriots. You know, defense. If they got down to fourth and one, mm-hmm. you know, you can guarantee they were going for the that. But uh, there's people who hate the move. I like the move. Uh, I think it's brought some excitement to the sport to the fact that you know, if you educate fans enough and they know what to look for and expect it, you, and you see them, you know, gets down to like fourth and one, you hear the crowd come up for it. You yeah. know, yeah. Well, you know, you hear the, the you hear the anticipation in the crowd when you you know, see they go when you see the Eagles go for the uh, brotherly shove formation and stuff like that. So, but then uh, another rumor came out that you know that wasn't the case that he wasn't looking to 
try to have it banned. So it's hard to, to know who to believe at this point, yeah. but you know, it is what it is. Um, it's effective, you know, uh, I, again, for those, you know, outside, uh, who aren't familiar with America football and, uh, there's two players behind the quarterback who just, you know, give them a, you know, put their hands on his back and just help him, you know, give him momentum forward, uh-huh. which, you know, if you want to ban that, then, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a, a running back run and then, you know, a bunch of defenders grab him yeah. and tr- to try to push him back or keep him from scoring a first down. And then the, the offensive teammates come along and they try to push him forward, yeah. you know, so, it, it's just an, an exciting element to the game. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, a lot of people joke that the NFL stands for no fun league. So, <laughs> you know, just leave it alone. Yeah. Just uh, leave it alone. All the pundits can let the pundits argue about it. Yeah. You know, you know, sports talk is all about big work anyway. You know, one week somebody says, oh, I like this. And then next week, like, I don't know, man, I don't like that. So it's like, dude, you just said you liked it last week. So, right. You know, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, you know, that's another thing, man. It's just like, it's week 13 is already. It, is it really? Something like that. Wow, yeah. I, holy shit. Man. Time flying. Like I, I remember being excited for, you know, week one and, you know, we all traveled up to, uh, you know, the Boston area for the, the Patriots game. We went to week one and, uh, here we are. It's holy shit, we're facing Dallas for the second time in Dallas, and it's December, and uh, people are getting in position for the playoffs, and, you know, Eagles just uh, signed uh, Shaq Leonard, who got cut by the the, uh, Indianapolis Colts. Mm. So uh, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting to see how he plays, you know, with the Eagles, and uh, it's definitely something they need it because, uh, the, you know, our def- defense is a little bit porous right now, you know, yeah, with injuries and stuff like that. You know, Avanti Maddox went out, you know, week two. So, you know, Eagles defense definitely hurting. The offense is doing good. But, uh, like I said, they got their ass whooped last week. But sometimes, you know, I think that you hate to see a team lose, but that could have been a considered a purposeful loss. Mm so to speak, because, you know, when a team, you know, uh, doing well, you don't really want to make adjustments and tinker with anything and right. that's what they do. And so when you, you have a loss, you know, that that's the time where you go, okay, guys, here's what we need to, uh, fix. This is what we need to work on. And, uh, you know, that's what they, you know, that that's what that loss gave them the opportunity to do. So hopefully they work all that stuff out. They come out, little bit angry would come out try to prove a point right and then uh, hopefully they uh they get a win in Dallas a much needed win in Dallas to you know further pad themselves between themselves and the Cowboys and then pad themselves between them and the the 49ers and the and the uh, NFC overall so yeah that's a uh, sports talk with me. <laughs> <laughs> two things I was gonna say one I've learned my lesson from last year. Uh, when I jinxed both the Eagles and the Phillies in uh, their respective uh, championship games. So uh, if and when the Eagles make it to uh, the main dance again, 
I will not be offering any commentary or uh, one way or the other about anything because as soon as I open my mouth, they shit the bed, and I'm not going to do that. So uh, I'll save everybody out there listening for you so that we don't you know you don't send me boxes of shit or, or exploding glitter packages. Uh, but I also want to ask about Jalen Hurts. Um, has he had any issues with his knee recently? Is he doing well? Is he out? What's his What's his status as of right now? Uh, he, I guess he looks good, man. Yeah. I, I, everybody's like, oh, he's injured, but from uh, from everything I heard, it was just a he had a contusion, like a deep a deep bone bruise on his leg, yeah, which had been bothering him. But uh, I mean, he he looked all right. I mean, like uh, in that Buffalo game, he. I mean, he ran in this, the, the winning touchdown. Yeah. So uh, it looks like he's moving around good. He had a, a knee brace for a little bit. The knee, the knee brace is off. Last I checked, um, it looks good. That's good. Uh, I think the Eagles would uh, run the ball a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have an amazing uh, running back in uh, DeAndre Swift. You know, feed him. You know, just yep. you know, you know, let him. Uh, let him, you know, run the ball, and you, you give uh, Jalen a little bit of a, re- a rest, you know. Yeah. And if you, here's here's the thing with football. It's like uh, everybody's like, oh, it's a passing league, but if people know you're just going to pass, they could just you know sit back and and wait to you know cover the pass. But if you're going to run the ball, that keeps defenses a little bit honest, and they have to play a little bit closer to the, you know, the the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. so to speak. So. You could fake him out with a run, and then you know, you know, drop back and throw a pass. You know, either right. with an RPO run pass option or play action pass and stuff like that. So, uh, Jalen looks all right. You know, last year we had a, he had a little issue. He had a uh, shoulder injury mm. in the Bears game, which kind of hampered him. But then once the playoffs came around, he was he was good to go. Yeah, and but you know this year the everybody's worried about his knee, but he looks good to go. So I say run the ball, take a little bit of pressure off of Jalen. You know phys, his physical, you know well being, and just let him run, let the other people take you know some of the hits. You yeah. know, yeah, let let Jalen run the ball. But uh, yeah, he he looks all right. He looks all right. We're going to give a yo cause for Jalen Hurts and Eagles today. Yo cause. Hopefully they pull out a good win. Yo cause. I got to get us a, uh, there's a guy online that said, uh, the it's fucking game day guy did a video where he's like, he got the Kelly green. He got the Kelly green. I got to get that for the soundboard here. So I got to beef us up here with some good Philly shit. But speaking of Philly stuff, uh, yes, I wanted to talk to you more about some wrestling stuff that's been happening. Obviously the favorite, our favorite person we talk about cousin Phil every week. It feels like CM Punk has announced, uh, <laughs> that he is going to finish his story as well. Uh, I wanted to get, cause I know, again, I know there was a lot of talk, about his initial promo. I don't know if we've spoken since he gave his first promo back uh, at Monday Night Raw uh, this past week, and then he had this one last this uh, uh, yet or uh, Friday this week at SmackDown. Um, how have you felt about his promos recently? Um, were you disappointed with his promos? Do you have you enjoyed what they've been doing so far? He was on NXT last night as well, uh, which was a shock to many people. How have you felt about them rolling him out recently since he's been back? Yeah, I thought his promos were fun. Uh, like I, the first one, um, I had no problem with. I just had the problem with the placing of it. Mm. You know, you have him go out to close the show. It's just like, man, but people, you know, you had your most surprising return 
in WWE history. And people have to wait. Not only that, they wait all day Sunday, they wait all day Monday, and then you have them wait an extra two, two and a half hours through a three-hour raw, which would be a little bit rough. Yeah. Especially if you have, you know, kids watching and, you know, they have to get out, go to bed early for school the next day or whatever. At least roll them out, you know, the beginning of the second hour, you know, and just, you know, say, you know, have at it here. Go have fun. You know, you know, uh, from what I heard, like his time, you know, they ran short on time. So his return promo on Monday Night Raw was cut short. So, uh, just, uh, he was a victim, victim of circumstances for that first one. Second promo on SmackDown was, was great. Yeah. It was great. Uh, he did a little tip of the cat to, his AEW stint with saying, you know, it's all Kevin Owens, but you know, Kevin Owens goes around punching people backstage and it's 2023 folks. You can't have be punching people backstage, which <laughs> popped I, me. dude, I popped so hard for that. I was like, Oh, this is great. This is such good shit. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, that was great. And then like, you know, I'll think the NXT thing was a surprise, but if you were on social media that day, it kind of wasn't because yeah, he posted a photo of himself outside WWE headquarters, which is like 20 minutes south of Bridgeport, Connecticut, which uh, where the NXT uh, program was. Yeah. Uh, uh, NXT, uh, what was their uh, show? Um, oh, it was uh, Christ. Uh, Deadline. NXT Deadline. Deadline. Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I love the fact that he came on the Bret Hart uh, hoodie with Shawn Michaels in the ring, which is like, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here we go. Yep. Well, uh, this this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, I I thought I think he was absolutely fine. He's yeah. he's babyface punk now. Uh, you know, coming back to a hero's welcome, and uh, you know, well, it's just the beginning. So well, yeah. You know, he he's there. He doesn't really have an issue with anybody, any one person, just yet. Even though he uh, rattled off a, a list of names that, you know, he could have issues with. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, a welcoming welcoming back party yeah. uh, for Punk. And uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm excited, though, because it looks like he's having, like, genuinely having a good time. You know, like, I, like you, can, you can always tell when people are having fun. As opposed to like just showing up and going through the motions, it looks like he's genuinely having a good time. So I'm enjoying watching it. Yeah. But I, uh, <clears throat> I know there's been conversation about him, like you know, entering the Royal Rumble. Uh, I've talked to you know Pod Squad member Nate Smythe. That's pretty much all we talk about uh, offline. Is who's going to win the Rumble this year? Uh, we want to see Pastor Cody go over. But again, there's the option of CM Punk being involved in this now. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do you do you feel like it would be a, a, a beneficial for them to put Punk in a match with Roman as opposed to giving Cody his win in, in Philly? What What are your thoughts on that from a from a booking standpoint? Well, I mean, they still have that issue with him and Seth. So, you know, uh, while they they have him talking about, you know, they have him talking about the bloodline. They have him talk about Kevin Owens. You know there's still that subtle thing, you know, when he returned and Seth was going off and, you know, there's, you know, chance CM Punk during Seth's promos and stuff like that. So I, if I had my, you know, ideas, you know, I'm thinking one night, you know, would be, 
punk Seth Rollins one night, you know, you know, you could flip either night. Uh, night one be punk Seth. Night two would be Cody Roman. Yeah. So that's how I'm seeing it. And uh, like I said, you get flip flop either night. I would think Cody would be night two to make people, uh, you know, make people want, you know, desire it more, you know? So, yeah. you know, that's, that's where I, I, I see that going, you know, just, um, there's so many options and then, you know, we don't know what they're going to do with the rumble and stuff like that. The implications mm-hmm. of what happens in the rumble and stuff like that. But if I had to, you know, look into the crystal ball, I would say, you know, WrestleMania be one night, Seth and uh, Punk. Other night, Cody and Roman. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I feel like my gut's telling me that Cody's going to go over again in the Rumble. I just feel like that's going to be the trajectory. And then Punk will probably be involved in some capacity in the Elimination Chamber. And I think that's how they set up with Seth. Um, That, to me, is the more... The, the story that makes more sense, obviously, I want to see Punk and Roman because I think those promo battles would be crazy. You know, you could get Heyman involved, um, but I, I, I just see, I don't I don't see that happening right away. Um, no, it's exciting, man. It's like I said, exciting time to be a wrestling fan. What's not exciting right now? And this is more of a personal thing. I got to go to the dentist soon because I fucking oh. my face is swollen. I don't know if you can see it. If you can see it on Patreon right now, I have an issue with my gum here. I fucking hate the dentist. I don't want to go. Um, yeah. are you a fan? I, I, you know, I don't know. I just want to ask you, do you enjoy going to the dentist? Is it, a, is it a fun thing for blue meaning to go? I don't, I don't want to fucking do this, man. No, dude, it's, it's, it's the biggest money grab. <laughs> ever. It's the dentist. It's like, well, we know you need it. Yeah. And here's how much it's going to cost. Uh, yeah. Not a fan of the dentist. You know, I haven't gone in for a while. Right. Like there's a, I hadn't gone since, 92 and then uh i decided you know go see a dentist and you know get some uh, do some deep cleaning and stuff like that as soon as i went to the dentist i started having problems yep you know yeah dude you know uh you know i had a, a loose tooth on my right side that needed to get pulled and once that got pulled whatever that loose tooth did between like keeping my teeth on my right side from touching now it feels like my head's crooked so like when i <laughs> it's like the left side of my mouth touches too much and my right side doesn't touch at all, which, uh, which sucks. And then, you know, uh, Mrs. Meany's had some issues too. So yeah. Yeah. Just, just, you know, it's the biggest money grab there is, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm not sorry to hear about your issue there. Just, uh, it's the shits, yeah. dude. It's the shits. Yeah. It's been an issue that's been ongoing for years. And like, you know, it's like my mouth, my teeth are, I had braces from the time I was in like, I think seventh grade up to my senior year of high school. And as soon as I took them off, as soon as I was done with the retainers, my fucking teeth went back to being crooked because my mouth is too small. I have too many teeth. And I've had this issue in this one spot on my mouth for fucking years and it never goes away. So I have to get a, I got to probably get the molar pulled. I don't want to fucking do this. I got to take time off of work. They're going to have to make me high. They're going to fucking numb my face. I don't want to do this shit, man. Like, I don't want to fucking deal with this shit. If I get digging in my mouth. No, thank you, sir. That's a fart noise right there. But um, no, I just, I, I, I've been dreading it. You're right though. Like I, I, I tend to put that kind of stuff off even with the doctor too. Like I don't, I don't like going cause it's like, I, you know, I tend to catastrophize sometimes in my brain too. It's like, oh, I have a pain in my side. I'm like, oh man, yep. Kidney disease. That's it. We're dying. We're, it's over now. And I don't. Well, well, 
Yeah. I mean, my biggest fear is I'll go in with something. I'll, I'll go in and leave with something I didn't have going in, you know? <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. I go in. They're like, oh, yeah, everything looks good. Oh, and by the way, you, uh, it looks like you're starting pancreatic cancer. So, by the way, everything is great. We're going to be right. fine here. You know, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this shit. So. But then, you know, those waiting rooms are giant fucking petri dishes, you <sighs> know? You're sick. You go in for, you know, an ear infection. Somebody on there's got the flu. Uh-huh. So while you're sitting in the, the waiting room, you're catching somebody else's flu. <laughs> you know, and then you have to go back to the diet. Yep. It's just like, fuck, man. And everybody's staring yep. at you sideways because you have a mask on. And it's like, I'm wearing this because y'all are disgusting. You go into yeah. the room. They make you stand on the, like, please stop making me stand on the scale, too. I, I know how fat I am. Thank you very much. I don't need to see yeah. it in my fucking reports. They pull the deli paper out like you're a fucking piece of roast beef, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Adam. Sit down on the deli paper. Here's a pound of Adam. Uh, no, dude, I, I I agree with you. I, I just it's a, the, the whole process of going through the whole motions. It's just it's it's not fun. Vanessa Bello from the Pod Squad says dentistry is a work. Sorry, Britt Baker. It is. It is yeah. a work. A money grab. A money operation that is never 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 pleasant. But um, I I went to the doctor's once and. Uh, he said, hey, uh, all right, put on this gown, take off your pants. I said, uh, where should I put my pants? He's like, oh, the floor next to mine. <laughs> what the fuck? Whoa, Doc, whoa. <laughs> take me out to dinner first. Hold on a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Why, why are both hands on my hips? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. What's we happening? What's happening here? No, uh, no I, I will keep you posted. In the- River. <laughs> But like, sir, you had the gown on the wrong way. I don't fucking. You told me to put it on, but uh, no, it's. Uh, I'm hope, hopeful that everything is is good there. But uh, what else is going on, man? What else is new in your world? Uh, yeah, brother, just uh, can't wait for the holidays. You know, just uh, can't believe they're here. You know, uh, you know, making plans to go up to Mrs. Meanie's for the holidays, nice. or her family and stuff like that. And let's finish up some last minute shopping and stuff like that. All right, I just enjoying time. You know, yeah. it's like I said, I can't believe December's here. Before you know, it's going to be 2024. Before you know, it's going to be spring again. And before you know, I'll be going to, you know, Phillies games again. Yeah. We got to do that this year, too, by the way. We got to go to a game together because I feel like we don't do enough together, which we should. And it would be fun yeah. to do some stuff for the Patreon squad, the pod squad, rather, uh, at the ball game, but also too just to kick it. Um, so yeah. I uh, I was just thinking I was going to say something also too coming up in our horizon, sir. Speaking of 2024, uh, by the beginning of next year, we're going to be on episode 200 of yeah. this amazing show that we do here together. It's crazy that we've been doing it so long together, and that the show has been running that long. It's just it's unbelievable. Very fortunate, man. Just um, you see, you know, see people start podcast and. You see them fade away and drift off, you know, uh, you know, Hey, start a new podcast. Cool. And then like <laughs> a couple episodes in and you go to check the latest episode and it's like six months ago. It's yep. like, ah, well, that's over. Yep. <clears throat> but the fact that, you know, we've been here every week, you know, even when there's, you know, weeks we have to do a, a double header mm-hmm. just to make sure we have new content, you know, the file, you know, on a week we, you know, where we can't record is a uh, pretty remarkable, yeah. you know, um, just, uh, and I'm very fortunate, you know, you know, I got a lot of people who reach out to me and, you know, say they, you know, tell me that they listen and 
how they look forward to it every Monday morning. And, you know, they, they'll bring up, you know, people bring up stuff that we talked about on the show and this is, yeah. it's cool. It's like me, it's, you know, it's just me and you here yeah. in our pods in the, the chat room, but there's just to see, you know, the, the reaction once it's released out into the wild, yeah. you know, each episode, it's pretty cool. It's pretty unique. Um, I was so hesitant about starting a podcast, doing a podcast, you know, cause I didn't know what to do. What, what should I do? It's like, you know, people keep telling me to write a book. <clears throat> I'm like, what, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Do I do it in chronological order? Do I just do story, you know, stories you flip to open up any page and just read a story. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> when I keep, uh, doing a podcast. It's like, what do I do? Do I, do I talk about current wrestling? Do I, mm-hmm. I don't always like watching, you know, yeah. like if I, I feel bad for those people who are married to the concept of having the review stuff. Oh, yeah. It's oh, just like, it's sometimes it's mental gymnastics, you know, and uh, I mean, I don't hate wrestling, but sometimes it can be a little bit rough. I, there's so much content, you know. Well, right. That's the thing. It's like there's a lot of guys that that, that I are in the, the media space with me. And it's just like they're every time there's a, a wrestling event, every time there's a pay-per-view or a, a premium live event or something that happens, it's like they're live streaming. And it's like you got to produce and do this and do that. It's just like, how do I keep up with all this? You know, how do you how do you maintain that over and then also make sure that you're maintaining in a way that like people want to continue to come back, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, just, um, I mean, when I was a fan, shows were an hour, hour and a half, Yeah, you know, that's like the perfect window, you know? And, uh, I would all, you know, when raw went to like three hours, I would watch the condensed version on Hulu, you know, mm-hmm. cause, cause man, that's a, three hours. It's like, that's like a pay-per-view a week. It's a commitment, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a commitment, you know? Yeah, and, and which is funny because I'm a baseball fan, and those games go like four hours or whatever. But you know, <laughs> it's different, though. It's a different. It's a different buy, right? Like at least you, you know, not, yeah. baseball's great. Like it's 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 or football even. Like sometimes the games can be rather long, but it's not like you're. It, it's different. It, it's a different experience. I mean, it's a- yeah, yeah, and it's it's you know. I, uh, I'm just honestly, man, I'm just, I'm so like, I, I've had friends too, who reach out to me. There was a guy, there's a guy, Mike Leary, who listens to our show every week. He's a colleague of mine at my shoot job. And one week we did, I think the YouTube didn't upload from our an original like uh, provider. And he texted yeah. me that morning. I shit you not. It's a true story. He texted me that morning. He was like, what, what's going on? He's like, the show isn't here. I listen to this every morning on the way to work. And now I can't <laughs> listen to it. I was like, well, thank you for letting me know. I didn't even know it. Because, you know, you get into a routine. You like, you upload. And once Carl sends the tracks over, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I won't get into how the sausage is made. But, like, it's yeah. usually a pretty streamlined process. And he's like, what the hell, man? And he's like, I don't have my show this morning. It's just, it's like, I didn't know you. First of all, thank you for listening. I didn't know you listened. But two, yeah. I'm on it right now. You know? <laughs> like, it's just it's cool to be a part of something. It's cool to be, you know, f- to have been doing it for this long with you. Um, yeah. and that people enjoy it. People are still listening. You know, we're, we're, it's, it's awesome, man. It's absolutely great. Yeah. I, you know, people are, you know, always tell me to do a podcast and then we did it. And then I was like, what's the, you know, the formula. And it's, I legit don't know what I'm going to talk about till we start the show. Yeah. You know, and it blows my mind that, you know, hearing people have like show, you know, pages of show notes and stuff like that. I'm like, that's like, that sounds like homework, but 
it's a lot, well, man. It's a lot sometimes, especially even on foundation, like when, with some of the people that we have on, it's like, I'll, I don't even, I used to prep like that. I would do show notes where it was like pages of shit that I would talk about. But then I found out like, as I'm like, even when I, I guess the best example is when I had Eric Bischoff on the, for the first time, it was like, I had two pages of notes that I was going to talk about and ask questions. But as you start getting into it, you realize that people just kind of go, you kind of have to go with the flow. So I just started yeah. doing bullet points anymore. It's like, all right, well, here's what I know I want to talk about. Here's what I want to get to. Um, which makes my job a whole lot easier, but I couldn't imagine doing like, you know, like Conrad has great content, but I couldn't imagine prepping for a show like that. That's a lot of freaking yeah. homework and it's a lot, man, but it, this is, this yeah, is I do stuff for Conrad and, yeah. and I, I'm grateful he lets me do, uh, making the towns, yeah. uh, which you can listen to at freeshows.com. Uh, and, but there's a lot of notes with that too. And, yeah. um, my vibe on that's is a little bit more, uh, uh, more like documentary style, right? You know, where I'm reading it, and but then you know I'll give my own uh, viewpoints on things and stuff like that because you know a lot of the buildings I didn't work in or didn't work at, so uh, I have to talk about my experiences with either watching on TV or perspective of how a fan might feel or stuff like that so you know it's interesting but like you know again we're going on almost you know episode 200 which Crazy. is amazing yeah you know this the fact that i didn't know if we were gonna make it to past two episodes so <laughs> you know and it's building it's you know I, I get a lot of people who talk to me about it which is awesome so yeah you know, it's gratifying yeah we appreciate you that listen to the show. We appreciate your questions every week. We appreciate you sharing it and just even talking about it. And I, we especially appreciate the Pod Squad members as well. You gen, genuinely, you make the show run. You keep the lights on here, and we appreciate you all being here every week. Taking an hour or so out of your day to listen to us and watch us talk is is wonderful. So, you know, Meanie, what's that? We hear this a lot. Every CBD company tells you that their product is the best. With quality control measures like lab testing and QR codes now becoming the standard, it can start to seem like all CBD brands are the same, but I'm here to tell you something, Meanie. They are not. Knowing what makes certain brands better will help you spend your money more wisely and have more confidence as you incorporate CBD oils, topicals, capsules, or gummies into your own wellness routine. And that's why we're proud to partner with Green Road CBD as an official sponsor of Mind of the Meanie. And Meanie, I know you're a longtime user of Green Road CBD. How has Green Road CBD helped you in your life? Let me tell you, Green Road CBD is, is a product I've been using for years. And uh, when we started Mind and Meanie, I always was, was like, let's get Green Roads as a, as a sponsor because I use them almost daily, uh, whether it's the gummies, you know, to take care of the aches and pains of 30 years of, of wrestling, the topical solutions, uh, to help my knees, help my back, help my elbows, help my shoulders. Green Road CBD has done everything to help me maintain uh, a pain-free existence from all the years of wear and tear as a professional wrestler. And to me, Meanie, that sounds like the Green Road's difference. And it comes down to a really few important points. They're just part of the reason that they've won industry awards year after year, earned thousands of five-star reviews, and have heard countless stories from customers just like you about the impact that those products have had on your life. So Green Roads is led by a, co a compounding pharmacist with 25 years of experience helping her community getting healthy. For her and the entire company, it's more than just a job. It's a mission. And not all hemp sourcing is equal, Meanie. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. 
but they select mm-hmm. our they select their hemp from high quality American farms. And also, not all lab testing is equal, which is why they use an accredited independent lab to conduct full panel tests on every single batch. And that's why Green Roads is an original manufacturer, not just a quote unquote white label brand. So right now, you can go to greenroads.com, meaning, and save 25% off of your entire purchase. Wow. 25% off of everything, meaning that's huge. And all you have to do is go to their website right now, greenroads.com, and use promo code MEANIE at checkout. That's 25% off your entire purchase by using promo code MEANIE at greenroads.com. Own the day with Green Road CBD, and we thank them for sponsoring the program. Um, looking forward to doing something fun for episode 200. Not sure what we're going to do yet, but I am sure of something we're going to do right now. Meanie, a question yes. for you, sir. What's that, sir? Are you ready to ask Meanie? I would love to. Ask me something. Yeah, of course. I can't remember what regular air smells like. Don't forget, tweet us your questions using the hashtag ask Meanie, and you may hear them on the program each and every week. I want to start here. With a question from Aaron Atherton, after I get my seltzer here, meaning it looks like I got myself a small Izzy today, a sparkling <laughs> grapefruit, which is delicious. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and sandman this for the both of us here in three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? The, the nice crispy, and then you get the grapefruity smell. It's fucking amazing. Here we go. Very jealous. Mm. So good. There we go. Aaron Atherton wants to know, Meanie, if you could put together a super band, who would you want in each spot? Wow. Um, of course, guitar would have to be Eddie Van Halen. Absolutely. Uh, Eddie Van Halen guitar. Uh, singer, I would love to hear. Eddie sing would sing with would be uh, Sebastian Bach from uh, formerly a Skid Row. Um, drums. It could be anybody. Uh, I don't. I don't think it had to be living or dead. No. Uh, probably John Bonham. Yeah. John Bonham, because you know Eddie's brother Alex, you know, idolized John Bonham, so. So uh, vocals, Sebastian Bach, guitar, Eddie, drums, John Bonham, bass. Uh, how about Cliff Burton for Metallica? There you go. You know, rest in peace. But uh, yeah, that'd probably be an interesting band. But uh, it, it, yeah, it's always interesting, you know, uh, super groups, stuff yep. like that. Yeah, there's always a super group where there's like one dud member and you're like, oh, who's that? <laughs> who's the second guitar player in uh, Revolver? I don't know. Who, who the hell is this super- guy? Yeah. <laughs> who's that drummer? Damn Yankees. This is supposed to be a super group. <laughs> Love it. I would cool. say, I would say bass. I would probably just throw a curveball, maybe Les Claypool from Primus. Um, yeah. That would be pretty dope. Um, yeah, I'm inclined to always go with Dave Grohl with any super group in pretty much any position. He could probably pull it off. Um, he could probably be the drummer for that. My band as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of options. I, I would, I was going to tell you too, you mentioned Van Halen. Uh, my oldest, uh, James, 
we've been listening to some Michael Jackson records recently. And uh, I played Beat It for him for the first time that he can remember, right? We used to play a lot when he was kids. And I remember it. And he went, I swear to God, he goes, who, what is that? Who is playing that? And I said, oh, well. And we got into an Eddie Van Halen uh, conversation. So uh, the, the, the saga continues and the new generation is going to be all right. Because now he's been asking to listen to some Van Halen records. So... You got to show him uh, Eddie's guitar solo from Live Without a Net. Live Without a Net. I played him Eruption. I started to play that drum, that yeah. guitar solo, but I was like, oh, I got to find some live stuff because it's way... I mean, the studio stuff is great, but the live stuff is unparalleled. I'm sorry. The uh, guitar solo from Live Without a Net is like 13 minutes. Holy shit. So I, you should show him that, but record him watching it. Yeah. I might. I, I will do that. Yeah. You do a reaction video. I love reaction videos. When <laughs> I love watching people watch Eddie Van Halen for the first time. It's always it's it warms my heart because it reminds me of why I fell in love with them. Yeah. So it's it was it was just like it was one of those things. He was listening to it, you know, he's, he's vibing, and then all of a sudden it comes to and he's like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Oh, by the way, he lit the studio speakers on fire." He's like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him yeah. how fucking great the guy was. You know, it's just like one of the best guitarists of all time. Um, yeah. so I will, uh, I will get that one pulled up for him this week. John Russo, friend of the show. What's up, John? What's going on, man? We appreciate your questions. We li- appreciate you listening. Uh, I have to ask you after your stranger reference last week, which I got more comments and more people reaching out to me about the Billy Joel comment that you made. <laughs> I forgot what, what did it was I about say? You, you, something about when you, uh, when you eat something and your ass is whistling the stranger by Billy Joel, <laughs> I got more people reaching out. About Mrs. Meeting's got another version of the stranger, which is which I won't go into detail, but she's like, You didn't say that on air, did you? I was like, No. It was a different I made up a new set of rules. But yeah. Uh he wants to know what is the best Billy Joel album? Ooh, I honest to God, I don't think I've listened to one Billy Joel album all the way through. Really? I think I'm I'm a, I'm in a, one of those guys that listens to the greatest hits. Yeah. I have, I've listened to the greatest hits. I don't think I've listened to one Billy Joel album all the way through. So sorry, John, to uh, disappoint you there, but yeah, there's a lot of bands I, I like, I just haven't sat through a whole album. Yeah. You know, just, uh, been, been listening to the hits or, or as they say, the essentials, Yeah, you know? I would say if you're asking me, because I don't know if anybody is, but if you are, I'm a Billy Joel guy from the time I was a kid. Uh, the Stranger actually legit is my, is, honest to God, it's my favorite. And that's just because like my Uncle Al and my Aunt Debbie, we used, they used to play it for us when we were kids and we'd listen to it at their house. There's a lot of like good memories for it, but that's the one I can put on and listen to back to front, you know, every I, I had a way. good, I had a good line at the bar this week and I know I didn't make this line up. I know I'm sure I got it from somewhere, but I can't credit the person. But I was as I was at McCusker's, and I just quipped, you know, uh, for a song called Piano Man, there's a lot of fucking harmonica. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from or who inspired that line, but it got a good laugh at the bar. (laughs) Love it, man. Uh, Looks like we have our last question of the. Actually, I'm no, so I'm sorry here. Uh, Here we got a couple in the the pod squad here. Ask me, Andy Schlichter wants to know. Uh, so a $700 million contract, what do you think about the Atani deal? Atani, uh, supposedly, allegedly signing with the, uh, Dodgers for 700 million. Yeah. 
should be interesting, uh, especially considering he, he might not even be pitching that much longer. You know, he's he's a dual threat. He can pitch and hit. Mm. Probably one of the best players in baseball right now. But 10 years, $700 million. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't see how they make money on that situation, you know, or get get a return on the investment, you know. Seven, I can't even believe. Like, the numbers are just insane on that. Yeah. I, I was hoping he would have went to Toronto just because I don't want him in the National League. But now, supposedly, he's in the National League now. So, the Phils are going to have to deal with him if it ever comes out to the playoffs and stuff like that. But yeah. that's the beauty of baseball. You only have to pay, face somebody, you know, once or twice throughout a season. So, but uh, yeah, that's just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's a lot of fucking money, man. It's a lot Absolutely. of fucking money for, for what? I yeah. mean, he's a great, he's a great, like I said, he's a great player, but like $700 million. Yeah. That's and there's a good chance. Yeah, man. Who knows if he could still pitch. That's what I'm saying, man. Contracts through, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a lot of fucking money, man, for, for a pitcher. Yeah. Ay. Well, I guess the good thing for him is he, he doesn't have to move because it's he's going from Anaheim to Los Angeles, which is like a 30-minute drive. So. And he can stay right where he's at. Yeah. Nate Smythe, Sheridan Ford Sales. What's up, Nate? What's going on? Uh, other than being re- ridiculously good-looking, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, do either of you have any hidden talents we may not know about? Not really. <laughs> not really. No, not really. Other than wrestling yeah. well that's not a hidden talent but uh no yep. uh, sorry i wish i could give you a better answer but uh <laughs> no not really sorry i have two hidden talents okay. uh i can whistle i have pitch perfect whistling i can just listen to a song once and i can whistle it like pitch perfectly and i'm also a trained tap dancer most people don't know that. I uh, I am a trained tap dancer. Um, I actually watched uh, Hal Haney actually shared, friend of the show, Hal Haney, shared a video of Gregory Hines dancing with Sammy Davis Jr. at, I don't know if it was the Grammys or one of the award shows. It was in 1994. It was right before Sammy died. And yeah. um, that both of them, and I believe it was that show or was something after that show that I watched, was what inspired me to start dancing. So uh, Gregory Hines is one of my favorite uh, performers of all time. Uh, I love watching every, anything he does. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't danced in a long time, but I'm enjoying, I'm looking forward to getting back into it. So those are two hidden goober facts, which you may not have been aware of. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, little Jimmy Sorensen's here. What up, dude? What's going on, man? Um, I love your questions, guys. I love this shit. Every week is so great. Uh, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but who? what is your prediction on the final two in the men's Royal Rumble match? Scott. It's probably got to be Cody and Punk. Yeah. Right? It's got to be that. Because uh, either one's going to, somebody's going to get eliminated. And then, like you said, you brought up the idea. I keep forgetting about Elimination Chamber. And, and then the next person will probably win Elimination Chamber. So yeah. probably Cody and Punk. Yeah, I'm with Meanie on this one. I think that's where, that's that's the obvious choice. And I think, yeah. again, I think they've I think they've invested far too much in Cody at this point. Also, we met Pastor Cody yesterday in Albany, New York. He was a wonderful guy. Uh, they had an event up there in Heroes Hideout in Albany, which is why I'm here in Jersey today. Uh, absolutely fantastic guy. Um, 
but I think they've invested far too much in him. And you can see it. Like I mentioned the fact that we went to meet him yesterday is because um, the crowds go crazy for him. I mean, the line was wrapped around the mall where we were to see him. And as soon as he came out, the place went fucking ballistic, right? Like it went crazy. And there's a reason for that is because he's popular and he's the top baby face pretty much anywhere right now. Um, so I think it would be a mistake for them to pivot away from that just because Punk is back. But I still think there's the opportunity for a night one to say, like I was talking about earlier, okay, Cody goes over in the in the Rumble again. He, he makes, he goes two for two. This is the year he topples the Tribal Chief. Um, but Punk still has to main event WrestleMania. Now that there's two nights, I think that's where they end up with is it's with Seth. So I think that's where they go. Uh, looks like last question here today, Ben Jammin. And in parentheses, not Trammer. Hello, sir. Um, We are doing well. Thank you very much. Hope all is well with you. Uh, Last question of the day. If everyone involved could just get past their ego, do you think it's possible for a modern-day invasion angle to actually work? It depends on who's all involved. You know, invasion angles or cross-promotions usually never work. You know, back back in the 80s when I was a kid, they tried to do that pro wrestling USA where all the promoters were going to take on Vince and then nobody, none of the promoters can, could get along. So <clears throat> invasion angles are, have been done to death. Yeah. Uh, they're exciting at first, but they, they really have no legs, you know, past a couple of weeks or a month or something like that. But yeah, I don't know if it would work, you know, but, you know, because you would have to try to balance. It depends on who's involved, all the TVs involved and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't think so. It depends. Again, it's it's contextual, right? I think it depends on who's going to be involved in it, who's doing what, and how long it's supposed to last for, right? Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's possible to do something like a Hall and Nash setup again. Um, yeah. even, even with the Young Bucks jump, like if potentially they would jump to WWE or Kenny Omega. Like I just, uh, I don't see how it would be as shocking because of the way that media works now. So um, I agree with Meanie on that. And and I want to say, Meanie, I agree with you by thanking you and thanking everyone who sends in their questions every single week. We appreciate you. And also just doing the show with me because it's fucking great. I appreciate spending this time with you uh, doing this program. But I'd love to know, sir, if I may actually be so bold to say that, where can everyone keep up with all things blue after the show is over? If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads, at Blue Meanie BWL on all forms of social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you'd like to support Mind the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Colin Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to ColinElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie. Support the blue mini, or you could also use coupon code MIND. Support MIND in the mini and save 10%. Uh, MadcatBeardCare.com. Go over to MadcatBeardCare.com. Get the blue spruce beard oil and balm. Shout out to my boy Josh Thornton, who's doing an amazing job over there, helping the, uh, the cats and helping guys like myself, bearded fellows like myself, look good and smell good. Uh, the Ultra Pro Wrestling video game coming to all major consoles in late 2024. Ultra Pro Wrestling contains not only original characters by the amazing Hal Haney, 
by many real world wrestlers, including myself, that I'm trying not to spoil. Uh, for more information, go to ultraprowrestling.com or follow them on Twitter at UPW Video Game. That's UPW Video Game on Twitter. Uh, figure Collections Bone Crushes Wrestler Series 1 variants of the Blue Mini are available right now. All Series 1s can be ordered at shop.figurecollections.com. That's shop.figurecollections.com. Get the old school blue mini or get the BWO mini. Either way, there's no bad choices. Uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Uh, Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. Uh, see these beautiful works of art. Go to at uh, GOI Kicks on all forms of social media. That's at G-O-I kicks on all forms of social media. Um, to have the blue mini on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z.net. Register your podcast and then book the blue guy for your podcast. And uh, let's have some fun. Uh, cameo.com slash blue mini BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Let's make somebody's day a little bit brighter over there at cameo.com slash blue mini BWO. Uh, uh, you know, I did a couple last week and they're always fun to do, whether it's a motivational, motivational, happy birthday, either way, go to cameo.com slash blue mini BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on all forms of social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, threads, and blue sky. Uh, you can find me at this is goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand pal. Uh, you can also listen to my show, Foundation Radio. You can go to foundationradio.net and listen to everything in the archives there. Brothersgatter.com. Don't forget, there's a couple more weeks left until Christmas, and what better present to give your friends or someone that you love, or, excuse me, a copy of your, there was that burp I was waiting for. Uh, give them your very own Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddy. There's only a handful left, so go and pick them up now. You can also get yourself a Blue Meanie Wrestle Buddy, and I'll have you know, Blue, you can also get a two-pack, that's right, two-pack, two-pack, of your favorite podcast host right now with the Mind of the Mini 2-pack by going to brothersgatter.com and picking one up today. The Feinberg Method. My trainer, Brad Feinberg, is ready to help you with both your physical and mental well-being. So go to feinbergmethod.com and use promo code GOOBER and save up to 20% off of your entire purchase today. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my friends at the 10th Ward Barbershop in downtown Lawrenceville on the outskirts of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Go ahead. They have new merch there available as well. They have some super dope uh, uh, sweatshirts that are out, one in a bright yellow and one in a darker green. So go and pick one up and go schedule your appointment today with Kane or Jordan or the rest of the team at the 10th Ward Barbershop by going to 10thwardbarbershop.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie, prowrestlingtees.com slash, uh, or prowrestlingtees.com slash foundation radio. Go ahead and pick up a shirt today and help us keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth. Don't forget patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Sign up today at tiers starting at just $10. We want to thank our uh, sponsors today at Manscaped and also Green Road CBD for sponsoring the show. And we also appreciate you who are listening to the show. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. Find us there. Leave us a five-star review anywhere you listen to the show. Helps us gain traction. Don't forget to share this with a friend. Share the episode. Uh, yell it at someone at Wawa if you want to. Followed always, of course, by Go Birds because it is the reason for the season, which is, of course, uh, how you do it here in Philly, but we appreciate you every single day. Meanie, I want to say thank you for doing this wonderful show with me. 
Thank you. Being a part of this as well. For the Blue Meanie, I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind of the Meanie. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. That's me. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is performed by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or X or whatever, at Mind of the Meanie. And become part of the pod squad by going to patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Mini's brain out.